Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Never seen the movie. You've never seen the Ghostbusters? I haven't either. Nope. Oh, y'all have never seen the movie Ghostbusters. I have not. Nope, not the old ones, not the new one. Evan revealed today he also hasn't seen 101 Dalmatians. No, I did a long time ago. Oh, wow. A long time ago. Actually, I, have a, I went to that movie with my grandparents on my dad's side. And they said to me, we're going to go see a picture. And I said, this one I was a little kid. And I said, how long is it? They said, about two hours. I said, so we're staring at one picture for two hours? They said, no, it's a picture. They used the word picture instead of movie. Uh, but he, so I did not understand. I thought I was going to look at one picture of a dog for two hours. But how can you be 80s, man, and you've never seen an 80s classic, That's which true. is Ghostbusters? True. Dan Aykroyd, Bill Murray, Rick Moranis, Sigourney Weaver, Ernie Hudson. How can you say you're 80s, man, and you've never seen the Ghostbusters? Easy. They had it in the costume store near my house. And this, I thought, was a fun, easy thing to wear. That's why. It's not about the fact that I support the 80s over other decades. In fact, I'm probably more 90s guy than I am 80s guy. I just get to wear a jumpsuit on national television. So what he's saying is, Charles, he decided he was going to be lazy when it came to his Halloween costume. He didn't commit. He didn't commit. I didn't commit. Look at me. On, oh. I've been told I look like Slash by Jerry RT. You don't even know who you are. What kind of commitment is it? I, that's in general. You have no Forget idea Halloween. who you are. What yeah, would your general. 80s name be? What's a good 80s guy name? I don't know. You tell me. I What's a good 80s guy name? I don't know. All right. People can tweet at me at Evco Radio, E-V-C-O Radio, on the Dr. Pepper inbox as to what my 80s name needs to be. We need I'll one. take it. Yeah, I'll take what a slash I like. Richard. Richard. No, I don't know. Richard, Richard feels 80s. I feel like Zach. Zach is, Zach is a good is one. Zach is an 80s Like Zach Attack? Like yeah, Zach, Zach, Zach Marsh? Yeah. yeah. I feel like that's very yeah. 80s. Yeah. Right. Oh, Slater. Yeah, Slater. Exactly. <laughs> You're just going to give me Saved by the Bell. Screech? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, kind of are giving Screech yeah, he is giving, Exactly. He is giving Screech right now. I, I, he is giving some Diamond. He's giving Screech who's doing a music video for Saved by the Bell. Exactly. Okay, that's the uh, biggest yeah. insult you've ever uh, had for me. <laughs> this is on Sportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle coming to you live from the Seaport, brought to you by Grey Goose. I mean, saying I look like Screech, Dustin Diamond. I mean, well, it's you, just the hair. Dustin Diamond did not have, may rest in peace, this kind of hair. I'm just saying. So, anyway, uh, last night we saw a blockbuster deal. It's all in my eyes now. Uh, in the NBA, trade deadline today in NFL is 4 p.m. Eastern. We have not seen a deal in show. We were hoping we would. We still have an hour to go yeah. uh, before we hand it off to Greeny. So, hopefully, we will have a deal in the NFL in show today. But we saw a mega deal last night in the NBA where James Harden is the centerpiece, goes alongside P.J. Tucker. You want to be frustrated that James Harden gets what he wants acting the way he does, unlike Dame Lillard, who acts professionally? James Harden not only gets what he wants, goes to the team he wants to go to, and gets to bring his best friend to the team with him in P.J. Tucker. Now, he does have an extra year on the deal, hence why Philly wants him on another team. Philly gets in return four guys, all are forwards, 
All are expiring contracts. Marcus Morris, Robert Covington, Nick Batum, Kenyon Martin Jr. They pick up a 28 first-round pick, two second-round picks. They'll also receive a 2029 pick swap and an additional first-round pick, which we are waiting on that third team in this deal as to who gives them the other pick and why are they motivated to give them that other pick. CC, you've been hot on the Sixers side of it. I have been hot on the uh, Clippers side of it. Let's go there. You Sixers, me Clippers here to start us off in this conversation. Well, the Sixers have all the ammunition that they need to enter the chat as a real contender in the Eastern Conference next to the Milwaukee Bucks and the Boston Celtics. To me, this is what this move is all about, being able to sell Joel Embiid on the vision long-term and why he should stay with the Sixers for the rest of his career, but most importantly, in the heart of his prime while he's still playing at an MVP level. We see what Tyrese Maxey is doing early on this season, averaging over 30 points. If you can get that third star to come over with all of the other moves that they made additionally in the offseason, Kelly Oubre being chief among them, you have to look at the Sixers as a team that's potentially coming out of the Eastern Conference. They're right there. I think right now it's obvious, Milwaukee, Boston draw a line, and then the next set of contenders, and and Philadelphia is in that group with the Cavs, with the Knicks. Uh, if you want to throw the Miami Heat in there, I think Philly could take a jump into that first group, depending on what they do before the trade deadline when it comes to being able to acquire another star. I think that's what it's about. I know Woj was on with us in the 6 o'clock hour and said that Philly could be setting up for a move in the summer of 2024. I don't think Daryl Morey and Josh Harris, the owner, are going to have the luxury of being able to wait that long. I think it's a situation where they have to do something consequential in in season at the trade deadline in order to sell Joel Embiid that this is the place he needs to be long-term. Let's hear from Woj, who joined us, as CC mentioned. You can go back on the ESPN app later and listen to our entire podcast, including that inter- uh, interview, excuse me, as to why the Sixers made this trade to set them up for this season. It happened for a number of reasons, including among them, take the belief in Philadelphia that they just were not going to be able to work James Harden into that team, which has gone off to a very good start. Tyrese Maxey, the young guard player of the week in the Eastern Conference, Embiid looking like the reigning MVP. I think a combination of that and just a motivated Clipper team to get this done. The Sixers went back to the Clippers again over the weekend and got these talks going again. So I think where we're at here on this whole trade from a Philadelphia perspective is, CC, you are fairly assuming that they are going to say between Tobias Harris, Marcus Morris, Nick Batum, uh, Robert Covington, and all of the picks that in some combination, let's call it two of those guys by February, and some of them can't be moved together right now, but by February will turn into a player that we will look at and say, wow, you got that guy for James Harden by way of another deal. That is your assumption right now, correct? Absolutely. And Woj threw out a name, OG Ananobi from the Toronto Raptors. Of course, Nick Nurse, the new Sixers head coach, has familiarity with them. The two won a championship together in 2019. But then also a name that's out there is Donovan Mitchell. I mean, he's a guy that was traded to Cleveland a couple years ago, and he has not extended his contract. So could that be a situation if Cleveland doesn't play up to the level that the front office there is expecting? Could they potentially move Donovan Mitchell? 
I could see a world where that ends up happening. So, uh, again, I, I think the Sixers will have some flexibility. They'll have options because nothing works out for every team in the NBA, and there is going to be a, a disgruntled star that wants to get out of his current situation. The Sixers are in prime position to land them because of the assets, because of the cap space, and the movable contracts, but also because of the level that Embiid and Tyrese Maxey will be playing at. It makes Philadelphia a destination for a disgruntled star that wants out of his current spot. All right, so my my argument on behalf of why I think this makes sense for the Clippers, and I have no disagreement other than faith in the in Maury slash Sixers to get the second piece or third piece in there. Here's why I think, oh, God, this stuff is in my mouth from this <laughs> wig. Here's why I think this actually makes sense for the Clippers. Once you sign up for what they have signed up for, which is whatever it is night to night that Kawhi and Paul George are going to give you, which is are they going to play or not play? You need to find a way to navigate into the postseason. And the best way to navigate into the postseason is to find a guy who can carry you in the regular season. That guy actually a year ago towards the end of the season, believe it or not, was Russell Westbrook. And I think that James Harden has proven, at least right now, to be a better team-oriented player than Russell Westbrook in terms of his ability to do other things. And... I'm not a hardened guy by any stretch of the imagination, but on an expiring deal, when you're giving up pieces that potentially were not going to be players for you in the postseason, and you're getting hardened, and you're getting P.J. Tucker, and Steve Ballmer is responsible, the majority governor of this team, for giving up future picks, not front office members, not Lawrence Frank, because Lawrence Frank cannot assume five years from now he's going to be in the same role with the Clippers as he is now. So I don't care about giving up future first-round picks. I have to win now. I'm not sure there's another move that was out there for the Clippers that puts them in a better position to win now. You can disagree if they're going to win now. Yeah. You could still say, well, Denver's way better than them, which they may be. The, the team that they share a building with, the Lakers, may be way better than them. The Warriors may be way better than them. But even though I'm not a Harden guy, I do understand why they made this move. And I actually think, and I don't mean this as a cop-out, I mean this as my honest truth, Smalls, I think both teams made moves yesterday that make sense for their now and later with the franchise. Yeah, I think this trade is favorable for all three parties, the Clippers, Philly, and James Harden. They all kind of got what they wanted slash needed out of the deal. Philly knew that they had irreconcilable differences between Daryl Morey and James Harden. He wasn't playing. He didn't want to play. They didn't want him there. They needed to move on from him. But their options to move him were limited. They get him to a place where he wants to go. They move on for, from some expiring contracts, and they position themselves to fortify themselves with the secondary, um, a secondary movement or a secondary player moving forward, which helps them get in a position to win. James Harden gets to go to the place where he wants to go, where he thinks it's going to benefit him financially. He thinks it's a team he wants to play on, an organization he wants to play with, a place that he wants to live. And they're getting a player that, for whatever reason, wants to be there and that they know, at least during the regular season, can give them what they need. So let me ask a question on the Sixers then. So we're all assuming that they're going to use these pieces to the puzzle to acquire another superstar that may ask it out at some point. Donovan Mitchell, you mentioned Carl Anthony Towns has been a guy that probably doesn't fit Mm -hmm. necessarily with Philadelphia, the double big like he has in Minnesota. But if I told you there was a guy they could get that has superstar caliber play, but maybe for a little bit less in season, would you roll the dice and use up some of your space? So who am I referring to? Would you trade some of these pieces for Zach Levine? who's on a relatively bad contract in terms of $40 million a year, yep. but is a perimeter player Okay, that could play next to Embiid and could play next to Maxi that would probably require two of the pieces you just traded together with maybe one first-round pick at most to get him 
Chicago would want off of the deal, I would assume. Is that something you're interested in or no? Well, it's just a, ma- it's just a matter of how Joel Embiid would feel about the trade, and that's something that we don't know. So I don't know that Zach Levine is the guy that puts you in the rarefied air with the Boston Celtics and the Milwaukee Bucks in the Eastern Conference for the foreseeable future. And here's the thing. With the next move that the Sixers make, that's the move that they're that's the team that they're going to be locked into. Is Zach Levine worth it on the current deal? I don't know that he is right now. That's you bring up a good point. That's the last move that Maury and Embiid will make together. Yes. Because if they don't get that right, either Maury gets fired or Embiid asks out yeah. or both. Yeah. Good point. And so maybe Levine could be that guy. Here's the interesting thing about Maury. Maury knows right now who the guy is. He knows exactly who he wants. He no knows doubt. exactly why no he doubt. made this deal. We don't. But he does. And Joel Embiid knows, too, which is important. Okay, go there. You think he does? Yeah, I think Joel Embiid knows because players have to have ownership. And if you got an MVP and he's dealing with the nonsense that was James Harden, and I will credit Embiid, he has done all the right things, he has said all the right things in the midst of all of this dysfunction that popped off when Harden was on his tour for Adidas in China. Joel Embiid has said, we're focused on the guys that are here and trying to win. The fact that he's done that essentially being a good face for the franchise in the midst of all this chaos means that he has a seat at the table when it comes to the overall direction moving forward. Uh, Woj has just tweeted, we have the finalized deal here. Oh, The Clippers are sending a 2027 first-round pick swap to Oklahoma City, clearing a way for Oklahoma City to move a protected 2026 first-rounder to the Sixers. The Clippers are sending a 24 and 29 second-round pick to the Sixers in the deal, too. So basically, the Clippers are incentivizing Oklahoma City to give another pick to Philadelphia. So Philadelphia now adds two picks to their treasure chest of picks. Maybe treasure chest is strong, but to the amount of picks that they have in order to trade expiring contracts and picks for whoever that Mm. next person is. All right, we're going to continue this conversation. The king of Halloween, Tim Legler, will join us in studio next. It's Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Oh, I love this. Well done, Javante. Great job. It is Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. And joining us in studio, he's the king of Halloween, although he's not dressed like it, like it today. Tim Legler, explain to the world why Halloween is so important to you and your family. I, I, I think because I have I have was the youngest of five, and I was terrorized by my older siblings growing up. So it was, <laughs> it was literally ingrained 
in my mind at a very young age that it's okay to be scared. Everything's going to be okay. It's all make-believe. So I just grew up wanting to scare everybody, and then obviously <laughs> Halloween became my favorite holiday. And I married someone, the only person on the planet probably who loves it more than I do. Well, explain what you guys do in your home, around your home. Like, What, what do people get when they come to the Legler house for Halloween? You know, it's funny. I'll, I'll, I'll take you back to us when we first got married, moved into the community for the first time, and we go all out like you know, you've never seen, like probably more decorated than any house in the county, and it's all scary. It's like frighteningly terrifying stuff. It's not for little kids. That community had a lot of little kids, <laughs> and uh, we were not super popular. That first year, I remember coming to the door. Of course, I had a scary mask on, and I'd see like a three-year-old out by the mailbox like this while their father collected the candy. It's looking back to them because they were afraid to take that death walk up our sidewalk to the front door. And when you so say that's how going, we do it. Wait, when you say you're going all out, like four figures worth of spending? Oh, over the oh my easily. He's a five over the years. Why are you in his pocket? Five? Over the years? Oh, yeah, yeah. But the total collection. And we made when we made the move from Jersey to Florida, loaded up that big moving truck. A lot of that stuff was on there. And and we had to get rid of it because we didn't have quite as good a setup at the Florida property. So a lot of that stuff just got jettisoned. And I don't know how much I spent on that stuff. But it was funny watching us take it out of the storage unit that year when there was other people there just collecting a lamp <laughs> or a desk, and I was rolling Michael Myers out on the flatbed. So uh, what's the best part of the Legler house setup? Like, if you had to tell someone if they're going by your house, make sure you see this one part. What is it? It's got to be, we got side-by-side, side, we got a couple 12-foot animatronics in our in our lawn. A, a, skele- a skeleton with a pumpkin head that's like flames coming up his chest. Oh, I love that. His eyes love follow that. you as you go down the sidewalk. Oh and then we got a, we got a werewolf. With shirt ripped off, and he howls when people walk by. And um, I believe it or not, my two-year-old every morning wakes up, and all he wants to do is go outside and look at all this scary stuff. Oh, so he's in ready. 100%. 100%. And, and what is, what is the top candy to give out? Like, if you're going to advise people, Tim Legler, Halloween expert here on Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, the top candy to give out is what? Full-size candy bars. Like, there whatever. we like, go. Like a collection there of them, go. a mixture of them. And I, I, I will say this. A lot of people beat up candy corns. I'm a huge candy corn guy. Oh god. We have we have multiple jars filled around our Ooh. house with candy corns including a big one sitting on my desk at home. So yeah, I'm a candy corn guy. What's the deal with the hate for candy corn? I'm out on candy corn. Tell me you don't like peeps either at Easter. My goodness. Peeps are terrible. I oh, here we go. I love candy corn, but the peeps two candies are, I love. I, most don't people, I just don't understand the candy corn love. What What's good about candy, you like candy corn? corn still? I love oh, candy corn. Come on. Well, you know what else I love? The no pumpkin taste. shaped candy oh, corns. Yeah, yeah, Those great. are elite too. Oh, tremendous. I, I don't know. I, Reese's I don't, number one. Reese's everything. Reese's are great. I, look, I'm a. Very, I love the Hershey bar with the almonds. To me, that's a really that's a can't miss. That's a can't. Only if we're making s'mores. That's a can't. That's true. Interesting. <laughs> wow. Interesting. Who won the deal? Kit Kats are night. great. Uh, oh, so wait, we're still on candy. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. Twins. I, I chose Twins. Sorry, go thinking. ahead. Uh, who won? The Sixers. Why? Without question. Multiple reasons. First and foremost, you get out from th- this malaise and the dark cloud that James Harden has been in your organization. And it's not just about this situation. It's about you know for a fact when the time comes, he is going to have some issues under pressure when you absolutely have to have him. And that affects Joel Embiid in a negative way more than anything I've seen. Joel Embiid's body language changes when James Harden gets into one of those dark places where he loses confidence. He's not going to shoot the ball when he's supposed to. You can't win when he goes there. And I've always said, like, his floor, James Harden's, as a star player, his floor is lower than any other star player. Meaning Mm. this, 
when he is playing like that, you don't have a chance to win because he's got the ball all the time and he's a completely different version of himself. And he doesn't flip the switch on a bad night. Like I, I use this reference all the time that, you know, the series last year against Boston, James, uh, Jason Tatum, most important game of the year, game five, he goes one for 14 going into six minutes left in the game and bangs out three threes to win the game in Philadelphia. Yep. Okay. James Harden doesn't do things like that. When James Harden starts down that road and you're six, eight, ten minutes into the game, you go, this is where he is and this is where he's going to stay all night. And unfortunately for Philly, he did that five times in a seven-game series against Boston last year. Game one, game four, everybody wants to talk about those. Great. What about the other five games when he shot less than 30% and averaged 11 points a game? You don't have a chance to win, and it affects Embiid, his body language, his demeanor, his morale, everything. So that's, that's first. And secondly, you have a guy waiting in the wings that we need to see what his ceiling is. And early returns this year of Tyrese Maxey, 30 points, six boards, six assists to start the year. The, he, he, the city loves him. The energy is going to be completely different. You went out and you got some role players that can defend and shoot around these two-star offensive players. Philadelphia won the trade. And anybody that thinks they know what's going to happen with the Clippers now, you're selling somebody something. How can you How can you make a leap of faith on Kawhi Leonard's health, Paul George's health, how Westbrook and Harden are going to play together and what that's going to look like? And by the way, you're still going to have the same situation if you get into the postseason. You know, is James Harden going to have some of those nights that don't give you much of a chance to win? And I've been supporting the Clippers on this thing. I actually understand it from both sides. There is an argument also that the Clippers would have been better off just trading Kawhi and Paul George altogether and actually starting a rebuild, which they would never do. But I know, CeCe, you're all in on the on the Sixers part of this. Yeah, I'm all in on the Sixers part, but I do want to ask about the other team on the other side of it. The Clippers, yeah. they went from, before the trade, being plus 900 to get out of the West and to the NBA Finals to plus 650. Now, Vegas is saying that it's a material change in terms of the ceiling on what this team can be in the Western Conference. I don't see it that legs that, that way, Legs. How do you see it? Here's, how, here's why I don't get this at all. If you believe that Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are going to stay healthy all year, and whatever that means, maybe they play 65 games because you're resting them, but they're, they're ready for a two-month stretch in the postseason and they're good to go and they look like themselves. If you believe that, they were already good enough to contend. They already had enough on that team to contend with these role players. Westbrook actually looks very comfortable this year, and you know he still brings something to the table when he doesn't have to be the primary guy and decision maker. They already had enough. So this, to me, now you're saying you lose pretty important role players and you think this is going to be some seamless integration with James Harden and these guys are going to be healthy? You already had it. So I don't understand why this significantly moves the needle by adding a guy that's had serious issues in the postseason delivering when, when you have to have it. So, I, like I said, I'm going to sit back, wait and see, revisit this with the Clippers in two months. I know right now Philadelphia is in a better place, and this, to me, makes them more likely to actually give Boston or Milwaukee you know, a legitimate series if they get into a second-round best-of-seven. I think Philly's the third-best team in the Eastern Conference, and this now allows them to move forward finally, and Tyrese Maxey's given them great hope that they have another star player on their roster. Tim, we've examined the Philly side of this, the Clippers side of this. 
But to me, the big winner in this is James Harden because he gets exactly what he wants. You know, we saw Damian Lillard want out of Portland. He says his preferred destination is Miami. He doesn't get what he wants. Are you surprised that James Harden is waking up today getting exactly what he wanted? I'm not surprised for a couple of reasons. One, the precedent has been set now in this league that this is kind of what guys get. Right? They, they, they don't want to be somewhere. They force their way out. They give teams a short list, and they seem to end up there. Right? Because, yeah. And one of, the one, reasons, one of the reasons <laughs> is because I think the teams that are trying to acquire them, if it's already out there for public consumption, and guys are pretty smart about this and their agents, the teams that aren't on that list, do you really want to risk that? You're going to give up assets to bring in a guy that might not be happy, and immediately you've got major issues in your locker room. So I'm not surprised that it happened. The other reason I'm not surprised, it finally happened that the Sixers recalibrated what he's worth. I think that was a problem in the beginning. You're, you're thinking, I've got James Harden. He's going to be a first ballot Hall of Fame player. Well, let's go get a young all-star for James Harden, and let's get a couple <laughs> role players and a pick. Like That might have been the case a couple years ago. That's not what James Harden's market value is. And when you look around the league and you say, okay, obviously he's not going to go to a lottery-bound team. He's not going to go to a rebuild team. He's not going to go to a mediocre team. He's going to go to a contender. So now let's shorten that list down, and you've got to say, well, what of those teams makes sense to go get James Harden? The Clippers made the most sense because they don't really have to assimilate to his style of play because the ball will go through Kawhi Leonard and Paul George if those guys are on the court. So it's, it's, to me, the one team that would be a contender if everybody's healthy, that it does make sense. A bunch of veterans, veteran coach, James Harden comes in, he's got relationships with these guys, it makes sense. Some of these other teams that have acquired guys in the offseason that are real contenders, you know, Phoenix, Boston, Milwaukee, Denver, the Lakers, like these teams, it doesn't make any sense to go get Harden. So the list was so short, and of those teams, the Clippers clearly made the most sense. So I'm not shocked, really, that that's where it was. It was just a matter of how long are the Sixers going to hold on to this and try to force this to happen. They finally realized, you know what, it's time now. It's time now for Legs to go over to get up. You'll see him on ESPN with Greeny. It's also time coming up for the Canty and Candy Power Rankings next on Sportsman Like ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio. Yes, CC gives us his top five in the NFL on a day where maybe it changes by 4 p.m. Eastern based on some of the moves the teams could, could make by the deadline, 4 p.m. Eastern. CC, what do you got? All right, let's kick this thing off, Javante, at number five. 
The Detroit Lions, otherwise known as the Detroit Lions 3-1-3 stand up. Now, here's the thing. This team rushed for over 200 yards on Monday Night Football against the Las Vegas Raiders, and I thought that was a great bounce-back performance by them. Offensively, they didn't execute the way that you would want in a passing game, the three turnovers, but I will say this. The defense did the job when it came to sudden change, and that defense has been really good in situations on the season, but in particular, last night, they held the Las Vegas Raiders offense to 1-9 on third downs, so they've been good on the season in the red zone. They've taken a quantum leap from where they were last year under Aaron Glenn, their defensive coordinator. So the Detroit Lions, if they can run the football and play defense like they showed last night, they're not only going to have a chance to be in the playoffs, but they're going to have a chance to go on a deep playoff run. Next! The Kansas City Chiefs, what's understood ain't got to be said. It's Andy Reid, it's Pat Mahomes. That being said, I had to knock them down a peg. They were number one on the power rankings going into week eight. But when you lose to the Denver Broncos, you drop down three slides. <laughs> and the biggest concern that I have is not on the defensive side of the ball, which is what has been the issue in the Pat Mahomes era of Chiefs football. Their defense is good. They've top five in yards and points. The concern is the offensive side of the ball and the turnovers, and I think they're being caused by Pat Mahomes breaking in a lot of young receivers. This is a team that could benefit by going out and getting a veteran in the wide receiver trade market. They already did that a couple of weeks ago with Miko Harbin. They could actually go out and make a move again today before the deadline at 4 o'clock. I think they'd be best served. But the turnovers on the offensive side of the ball – could create a situation where we're talking about an earlier-than-expected exit for the Chiefs. They've got to go out and do something in order to reestablish themselves as the best team in the conference. The Jacksonville Jaguars, winners of five straight games. And here's the thing. The three games in 11 days that they won with the Europe trip sandwiched in there, that was really, really impressive. Might not be as impressive as what they did on Sunday. Going into Pittsburgh, a hostile environment, and being able to pull off a win. Mike Tomlin is a head coach that can muck up a game better than anybody in the NFL. And yet, it didn't seem to bother the Jacksonville Jaguars. And that's a good trait to have for a young team that shows their sports character You love the fact that their defense leads the NFL in takeaways. Their offense can give it to you any way you want it. Travis Etienne is a monster. Very Christian McCaffrey-esque in terms of his impact, not only in the running game, but in the passing game. He finds the end zone seemingly every single Sunday. This Jacksonville Jaguars team is one to watch. I could see them making a run to the conference championship game. The Baltimore Ravens, that offense slowly but surely is rounding into form and they're catching up to the defense, which is one of the best in football and has been since the middle of the 2022 season. Lamar Jackson getting on the same page with Zay Flowers and Mark Andrews and Rashad Bateman. I I think that's going to pay dividends down the road. We'll see what happens health-wise with Odell Beckham Jr., whether or not he's able to hold up. But on the whole, I really like where this Baltimore Ravens team is. They're a team that could benefit but being able to add a running back, somebody that can get those tough yards in between the tackles. But I think that this arrow is pointed up with the Baltimore Ravens because there's so much room to grow in that new offensive scheme under Todd Munkin. The Philadelphia Eagles, they haven't played a complete game yet, and we're talking about them being 7-1 going into Week 9. Last week, you saw that connection between Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown become uh, really one of the more dominant connections, wide receiver, quarterback in football. I mean, you're saying that they're second to Tua in Tyreek Hill, and yet they might not be second because A.J. Brown has been that good. 
We're talking about him having six consecutive games of going over 125 receiving yards. That's better than any six-game span that Jerry Rice has been able to put together in his career. And he's the greatest receiver to ever do it. That's the rarefied air that A.J. Brown is in, and that's the heights that he can take that offense to. Brian Johnson, their new offensive coordinator, has been a bit of a process in terms of feeling out the personnel that he's working with. But it seems like over the last couple of weeks, it's starting to click in terms of how he's calling the game based on the talent that he has available to him. If they continue to trend in that direction and they get healthier on the defensive side of the ball, I think they only solidify their status as the best team in all of football. So, Smalls, you're my accountability partner. Any objections, any omissions? The only objections that I would have I'm going to do on behalf of three fan bases, the Cowboys, the Dolphins, and Seattle, all coming off wins. Any of those teams just hovering right outside the top five for you? Well, I tell you what, the the Miami Dolphins are hard to ignore, but it's hard to ignore their strength of schedule, too. If we're doing the college football thing, your resume matters. So I think that's what keeps them outside of the top five for now. When it comes to Seattle, I like the move that they made for Leonard Williams. I just want to see more. Mm -hmm. I want to see more from Seattle. And now that they're in the pole position in the NFC West, teams are going to be looking at them a little bit differently as well. So that's what I want to see. Dallas Cowboys can change things this Sunday because they're coming to the link to play the Philadelphia Eagles. So if they beat the Eagles, obviously they're going to be in my power rankings because the Eagles are top dogs in the NFL right now. Those are Canty's power rankings. Time now for the candy power rankings with Michelle Smallman. Checking in at number two, we need a fruit-based candy. We've got to have Starburst on the list, right? Pink, orange, red, yellow, any sort of grouping of those four delicious flavors. I'm going with Starburst number two. And then number one, it's got to be the goat. It's Halloween. If you're looking in the candy bowl, what's the one thing you're grabbing? It's a Twix. Everybody loves a Twix. Number one in the candy power rankings. Yeah, uh, everybody may love it. It's hard to imagine it being number one overall. I'm not saying it's not good. I just think about other candies, anything Reese's related. I get ripped when I say I like Three Musketeers. I yeah. like I like a Three what's Musketeers bar. No. Many things. Do we have enough time for me to start with what's wrong with me? I mean, there's so yeah, many. I'm, three I'm, Musketeers. I'm all set on the Three Musketeers. I like yeah. Milky Way. You guys not Milky like- Way is outstanding. Yeah, I like Milky, Milky Way. Way. Yeah. Like when, when you got the caramel involved, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm. You got gonna, the caramel in the Twix. When you got, I'm not. I, I'm not saying that the Twix isn't great. I'm just saying that the Milky Way is also awesome. But I just feel like the dependability of a Snickers bar can't be ignored. I can't do Snickers. The ice ice cream Snickers bar is so much more elite than the actual Snickers that I can't do it. The ice cream Snickers is outstanding. But I mean, the the, the regular Snickers, I mean, I'm just saying it's dependable. You know what you're going to get. It's not overly fancy because it's been around a long time, but it's still so damn good. Let me ask you this. When does the Twix let you down? Never. Where are you with Rolos? I happen to love My mom Rolos. loves Rolos. You yeah. would love Rolos. I love Rolos. You would love Rolos. Rolos are excellent candies. No, I think he would like Mike and Ike's. No, I don't like Mike and Ike's. I'm surprised. That, I, I, that hey, outfit is giving the, me Mike my, and Ike's. My wife loves the Mike and Ike's. Does she? Loves oh, the Mike and Ike's. Not my favorite. Loves the Mike and Ike's. She can have all mine. She my loves the Mike and Ike's. My outfit matches it is what you're saying. It does, it does See, match I'm the Mike surprised. and Ike's. <laughs> <laughs> this is so gross. This wig. I'm so, I've had enough of this wig. Um... The, the fruit-flavored candies. Amateur here. 100%. The fruit-flavored candies. I love Starburst. I'm surprised you went number one with Starburst. Most people go with, like, Sour Patch Kids or things like that. Uh, I'm glad you went with that. I know CeCe is going with Granger, though. 
I am for the ones who get it done, like Cruella DeVille sitting right next to me. Mm-hmm. Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by Granger for the ones who get it done. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Somebody's watching me. I always feel like. (laughs) It is Unsportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance here on ESPN Radio, ESPNU, Sirius XM80 and the ESPN app. Hello, Michelle Smallman, Evan Cohen with you. Chris Canty has been asked to crash Get Up. Yeah. Not to join them to talk about the NFL trade deadline today at 4 p.m. Eastern. Not to join them to talk about the James Harden trade. Just simply to crash in his Prince costume. We are going to have our most unsportsmanlike uh, moment of the day, but we are dressed up today. I am 80s guy, which a lot of people are saying I should just be Slash from Guns N' Roses is what. Oh, that's a good one. And I have a Guns N' Roses shirt, I believe, uh, but I should have worn that if I realized that's what I was actually trying to accomplish, which I didn't know that's what I was trying to accomplish. And you are? Cruella DeVille. Which you don't know a lot about. No. So I can't really, I could give the quotes and talk about the dogs that it took to make this jacket, Mm. but you wouldn't really get a lot of it. Yeah, well, maybe the audience does. You know, there's an interesting thing with Halloween. I was thinking about this. Halloween is such an interesting holiday because when you're a kid, you're all in on it. Then, like, for a while, you're, like, too cool for school on it, right? Maybe you do it a little bit in college. After college, if you're single, maybe a couple of times you do it. Then if you are you have a family, I feel like you don't do it. And then when you have kids, you do it again. I feel like Halloween very much has waves of when you're in on it and when you're out. Like, Javante what? and Nuno are totally out on it. 
See, I have always been in on Halloween. A hundred percent always. There's never been a year I haven't dressed up. Well, give me your top three costumes you've ever worn in your entire life. Okay. Halloween. When I, when I was a kid once, I was a bunch of grapes, which was a real crowd pleaser. Grapes. Yeah, okay. I had I had purple balloons on in a triangle shape. I had a little leaf hat. Mm. It's very cute. Okay. Um and <laughs> In college, when I was in a sorority and every other girl on campus was like a hot version of something, you know, right. like hot Ariel. Well, Ariel's hot anyway, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. My friends um, and I, we went as trolls, like actual trolls. Hot trolls or just no, trolls? No, like heinous trolls. Got like it. We, okay. we spray painted our hair up and we had bellies with like the gems on it. So that was fun. And one year in college, we were Smurfs. Hmm. But then you're going to flip it up tonight, are you not? Like, this is your day costume. This is my second costume, and I have a third one. That what I'll was have. your first costume? Um, I was Scarlett Johansson and Lost in Translation. Outstanding movie. Shout out Sofia Coppola, Bill Murray. I had the pink wig on, the karaoke scene. I was that at a party on Saturday night. I'm Cruella today. You know, I'm always the nice girl. It was fun to be the villain for the day. And then tonight, I am going as Victoria... Beckham with David. So it's Victoria and David Beckham. Mm, very nice. Uh, now, do I wear this to my kids' Halloween party that we're going to? Do I rock the 80s get up here? Do you or do have I a go backup back? costume? No. Then why wouldn't you rock that? I don't know. Do I go back? Like Because I'm probably going to end up in that costume, It's gonna uh, that party. It's going to be right after the NFL trade deadline. The entire time I'm going to be sitting there on my phone looking and reading about, like, in addition to Leonard Williams, who else gets traded? That's all I'm going to be thinking about during that costume and then looking at it and saying, like, oh, I shouldn't eat that, but I'm going to. I shouldn't eat that, but I'm going to. Oh, I didn't know that candy existed, so let me go eat that. That I'm going to be so focused on everything. Oh, maybe this allows me to hide a little bit. That I don't have to make eye contact if I'm wearing the sunglasses and everything like that. So you think I should go all in and wear this later today at a Halloween costume? You just did four hours of sports talk radio and television dressed like this. So why wouldn't you just continue it for the rest of the day? Why would it be weird if you're wearing that while you're waiting for more news coming out of the NFL or reading about the James Harden deal in the NBA? And by the way, calories don't count on Halloween. Everybody knows that. What? Calories do not count on Halloween. This is a day surrounding candy. You're supposed to eat what you want on Halloween, Evan. Don't right. don't shame yourself into eating the can- into not eating the candy. Go okay. for it. Uh, I've been told our unsportsmanlike moment of the day is ready. And oh, basically great. all day long, we have been looking at ourselves on camera and saying how odd it looks and feels to ask serious questions yeah. to guests about serious sports <laughs> issues while wearing costumes. Right, and right. we have an example of that here. I want to say with Woj, if I'm not mistaken, uh, from earlier today on Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio. <laughs> okay, so th- this is amazing. Um, we're watching We're watching CeCe ask Adrian Wojnarowski as Prince about what other stars... <laughs> the side view of your hair is amazing. I'm talking about the new arena in Los Angeles or Inglewood while wearing an 80s getup, okay? Jeff Saturday sitting in studio with us in just a button-down shirt with us in costumes. <laughs> <laughs> now, CC breaking down Alligators. Breaking down an alligator as Prince. 
He was very upset about that. Yeah. Wally, the emotional support alligator. <laughs> With a guitar, by the way. Just an amazing, amazing series of videos and audio. Thank you to Jerry on the TV side for putting that together. I don't even know if I'm live right now. I'm looking at it. And I'm like, is this me being serious currently or in the past on the show today? Because this has been so weird. Wearing this all show long for Halloween here um, as we have sat here and discussed sports. We've discussed the idea that the Lions, of course, won last night on Monday Night Football. James Harden is a member of the Clippers. The World Series now 2-1 in favor of the Texas Rangers. But here's what I wanted to do to finish out the show. Okay. Okay. You and I, just the two of us here, we're going to do a candy draft. Candy draft to finish out the show. Say we're going to go three I or four ready. deep. Here we go. You got the first pick. What do you got, Smalls? Candy Twix. draft. Twix, Twix. number okay. one overall. I'm going Reese's Pieces, number one for me. Pieces? Yeah. Well, then I'm going Reese's Peanut Butter Cup, number two. But you've been hating on Peanut Butter Cup the whole day. Listen, you draft for need. It's not necessarily my taste. We are assembling the best possible team. Okay, I'm going a staple. This could play. This feels right tackle more than left tackle. Okay. Because you could put it there for 10 years, and it may not be a Pro Bowl or a star. I'm going Rolo at four overall. Terrible pick. Give me, Why is that a t- you give me Starburst at three. Wait. Well, I am absolutely No, you have the fifth pick. You're going Starburst. Starburst. Uh, uh, okay. All right. I'm going six overall. Peanut butter M&M's. Not peanut M&M's. Okay. It's basically wannabe Reese's. You go number six overall. Peanut butter M&M's. Falling right into my hands with my number four pick is Sour Patch Kids. Mm, so you have two in the fruit flavor. Actually, um, can no. I be more specific there? Yeah. It's the Sour Patch Straws that come in the minis. You know what I'm talking about? Sour Fellow Patch candy enthusiasts. They're, okay. they're you know, elite. I don't have a fruit-flavored candy in there. I feel like I need to diversify my roster a little bit. I'm going to straight up red bag Skittles. Okay. That's not bad, right? Um, thank you for thank you for what making that move because it allows me to take another elite candy. This is kind of like Jalen Carter falling to me. Exact pick number nine. I remember, yes, exactly. <laughs> Give me Kit Kats. You think that's something falling to you, Kit Kats number nine? Absolutely not. I, I don't care. This is a controversial pick. Everybody wow. hates this. I'm going Three Musketeers at 10. I, I just don't care. You can hate on me all you want. I will get a Three Musketeers tonight, and I will eat it. So you can hate it all you'd like. That is going to be on my roster. Now, maybe I'll have to play it at spe- on special teams to, to create the value, but I'm going Three Musketeers 10 overall. I feel sad about what just happened. Why? That was Mr. Irrelevant. That was that was I, basically the Brock Purdy. Of I this. just crushed you so badly in this draft on national radio television. I don't know how you, you recover from this. You have Twix and Kit Kat, and you think that's crushing me? <laughs> yes. I have Reese's Pieces. I have Skittles. I have Three Musketeers. You say Three Musketeers like that's a positive thing. I do. Yeah, because it is. Nougat? Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. Milky Way going undrafted. Wow, I can't believe that. Greeny coming up next. Enjoy Halloween and the trade deadline in the World Series. We are on to Wednesday on Sportsmanlike ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones 
who get it done.